show. We're on again next week. Have Goodbye. a good one. Bye bye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories the government promises hundreds more daycare places for toddlers under two. A former executive councillor says Hong Kong can't afford to be choosy about how to tackle its land shortage. And it's emerged that top lawyer at the White House has been interviewed by the special counsel investigating the Trump's campaign links with Russia. Welfare Secretary Law Ji Gong says the government's hoping to provide 300 new daycare places in the coming two years for newborn babies and toddlers under two years old. Writing in his blog, Mr. Law admitted that this will not be sufficient to solve what he called the acute shortage of daycare places here. He said right now there are only around 750 spots for this age group in Hong Kong, half the number that was available in 1995. He said the government will not only work on providing more places, but also on improving service quality. Former Executive Councillor Franklin Lam is warning that Hong Kong's land shortage crisis has gone past the tipping point and said Hong Kong people can't afford to be too picky in tackling the problem. Mr. Lam, who now heads the think tank HK Golden 50, likened the land shortage to a huge fire that's threatening Hong Kong, but says the people are still caught up in debates over how to douse the flames. If we really took it to our heart, realizing how pressing the problem of undersupply is for Hong Kong, to the extent that it's almost like you have look, look at a, a fire and you want to put out the fire, some people say, well, we should not use salt water because, you know, it will make metal objects rust. Some people say, oh, we should use the tap water, but then the tap water temperature is not right. So we should only use distilled water. By insisting there's only one solution, we're simply not acknowledging the problem is that we have a fire. If there's a fire... Anything that can help put out the fire, we should use it. Mr. Lam says the government needs to take a bolder approach to free up new land for development, saying the shortage hampers the city's economic health and social development. I'm pretty sure Hong Kong people are one of the most compassionate people on earth. I think once we realise that we have ways of standard living, even for people who live in private housing, ways of standard conditions in our hospitals. We just do not have enough room for public, private, commercial spaces. Then if we were not to constrain ourselves and suffocate our, our space for income growth, for society growth, for health for healthcare growth, well, creation of land should be a top priority in everybody's list. Pro-democracy lawmaker Kenneth Leung has called on the government to introduce more measures to prevent people from hoarding empty flats in the city. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Leung said besides imposing a vacancy tax on property developers, the government should study whether it can also tax idle units owned by overseas individuals and companies. Among other things, he added the government needs to watch out for money laundering activities in the property markets and consider banning non-residents from buying flats in Hong Kong altogether if prices continue to surge. I understand that New Zealand has recently enacted legislation to prohibit non-residents from buying residential properties with a number of minor exceptions. This is a drastic measure which may not sit well with Hong Kong's openness and free economy. But nonetheless, a measure of last resort should the escalating housing prices cannot be curbed. In the meantime, a rigorous anti-money laundering regime would fence off any shady overseas buyers with dubious source of finance. The Commerce and Economic Development Bureau has issued a statement criticizing pro-independence figure Chan Ho-tin for urging the United States to target Hong Kong as part of its trade war with China. The Bureau said anyone who wants to harm Hong Kong's trade, finances or overall interest should be condemned. 
Mr. Chan had issued an open letter to Donald Trump, urging, among other things, the U.S. president to kick China and Hong Kong out of the World Trade Organization. But the bureau noted that Hong Kong is a separate customs territory from the mainland, and added that the SAR will continue to seek closer trade ties with the U.S. It's been disclosed that the top lawyer at the White House has cooperated extensively with the special counsel Robert Mueller, who is investigating possible collusion between Donald Trump's campaign team and Russia during the 2016 presidential election. The BBC's Ben Lowings has the details. The New York Times said the White House counsel Don McGahn had voluntarily agreed to be interviewed as a witness on at least three occasions. He spoke to investigators for a total of 30 hours over the past nine months. The paper suggests Mr. McGahn may have feared prosecution over White House decisions that might have been construed as obstructing justice. President Trump tweeted that he had allowed White House staff to fully cooperate with the inquiry. He's again denied collusion with Moscow. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Iran says it will unveil a new locally built fighter jet next week. The announcement comes amid mounting tension following President Trump's decision to pull the United States out of an international agreement to curb Iran's nuclear nuclear activities and to reimpose sanctions on Tehran. Here's the BBC's Roger Walker. Until now, Iran has relied on a few dozen Russian or aging U.S. strike aircraft bought before the 1979 revolution, which overthrew the Shah. Quoted by Iran's semi-official Fars news agency, the defence minister, Brigadier General Amir Hatami, promised Iranians they would see the new fighter fly on Wednesday. He also reiterated that continuing development of Tehran's missile capabilities was a top priority. Separately, Iran's navy said on Saturday that for the first time it had mounted a locally constructed defensive weapons system on a warship. A 29-year-old British man has been charged with two counts of attempted murder following an incident in which a car was driven at members of the public and police officers in central London on Tuesday. The BBC's Richard Galpin reports. Saleh Khatta, a British citizen who was born in Sudan, will appear at Westminster Magistrates Court on Monday. He'll face charges of attempting to murder members of the public and police officers. The charges follow an incident earlier this week in which a car hit a group of people and police officers outside the Houses of Parliament. Afterwards, the vehicle crashed into barriers. Three people were injured. Prosecutors are treating the incident as an act of terrorism. The boss of the Italian company operating the motorway bridge that collapsed in Genoa on Tuesday has set up a fund for the families of the victims. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Autostrada per l'Italia was heavily criticised for its response in the wake of the disaster, accused of focusing on technical aspects rather than on the human tragedy. It soon switched tone. The company's chief executive, Giovanni Castellucci, was at pains to express his condolences to relatives of the victims. He's promised money to help them and the city of Genoa, but he said it was up to the justice system to work out what caused the collapse before considering any possible apology. The crisis in Syria has featured prominently in talks near Berlin between the German Chancellor Angela Merkel and President Vladimir Putin of Russia. No statement was issued after the meeting, but both leaders expressed their concerns about Syria beforehand. Mr. Putin said if Europe did not help to rebuild Syria's infrastructure and economy, it would face a huge additional burden of refugees. New regulations put in place in Ecuador to stop Venezuelan migrants from entering the country without a passport have come into force. 
Thousands of migrants who are fleeing a profound economic and political crisis had been allowed to travel using only identity documents. Most are aiming south, crossing Colombia and Ecuador towards Peru and Chile to join family members who have already made the trip. This Venezuelan man at the border said the news came as a huge shock. We came by road and then they put the news out just like that. Boom. We left on Wednesday and all of a sudden they told us on Saturday. Well, I think it was today as I'm still rather confused. We'd at least like the Ecuadorian authorities to help us. The Colombian government has again protested the move, concerned that the exhausted Venezuelans will be trapped on their side of the border. An estimated 5 million Muslims are gathering in the Saudi Arabian city of Mecca for the annual Hajj pilgrimage, which sets underway today, which gets underway today. This year's pilgrimage comes at a time when the kingdom is trying to implement an ambitious modernization program. The Saudi authorities are also trying to improve the facilities available to pilgrims, introducing Japanese-made nap pads for people to use for breaks. Sport China's Sun Peiyuan has found has won the first gold medal of the Asian Games, winning Wushu's Changquan discipline ahead of local hope Edgar Marvello. Taiwan's Tsai Zemin took bronze. Meanwhile, three-time Olympic gold medalist Sun Yang began his quest for five swimming titles at the Games by posting the fastest time in the heats of 200-meter freestyle in one minute, 47.58 seconds. To end the news, our top stories once again. The government promises hundreds more daycare places for toddlers under two. A former executive councillor says Hong Kong can't afford to be choosy about how to tackle its land shortage, and it's emerged that a top lawyer at the White House has been interviewed by the special counsel investigating the Trump campaign's links with Russia. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. Good afternoon to you. It is Sunday afternoon, thanks to Paul and Carolyn for the last three and a half hours or so of great music. It's James Ross with you through until four. I'm gonna wake up, yes and no. I'm gonna kiss some part of. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body. Shake.